previously on Modular. Bradley finished clearing out the overrun manse, but quickly realized there were more cultists out there in the world. He persuaded Falcon to help him defeat Cryovane, but on the way back to Phandalin, he was stopped by his enemy, Lairbule, and it was revealed that his trusty sidekick, Quinn, was working with the Stone Cold Reavers the entire time. Now Bradley must deal with the ghosts that have come back to haunt him before it's too late. My name is Thorin George. My name is Luke Job, And this is Modular. The podcast where we take you through the modules written by WOTC for the 5E of D&D. That's right. These are the pre-written stories made up by the F-O-L-K-S who made up Dungeons and Dragons. We didn't write them, but we're here to run them for you. And why would we do that, Thorin? Well, Luke, maybe you're a DM who's thinking about running a particular campaign, and you want to get a feel for how it plays out. Maybe you're a player who's already been in this particular campaign, and you want to reminisce on the good old days. Maybe you've actually been listening to this show the whole time, and you just really want to know how it ends. That's awesome if that's you. Yeah, that's really cool. We love you. But you should be warned. Each of our episodes will take on a part of these pre-written adventures. That means there are major spoilers for the key plot points of each story we're running. And right now... Not only are we running Dragon of Ice Spire Peak, we're about to finish Dragon of Ice Spire Peak. Literally, the big dragon fight is in this finale. So if you don't want that spoiled... Hey, spoiler warning. Oh, sorry. But there's also another warning we should offer them besides that. <laughs> That's right, Thorne. Modular is not a podcast for children. It contains explicit language, as well as adult themes like sex, alcohol, drug use, traffic infractions, and betrayal. So please, be aware of these not-so-kid-friendly themes. Um, so without further ado from myself and this bastard of a man, welcome to Modular. And our two-hour finale of Dragon of Ice Spire Peak. Inverna makes a beeline towards you, Bradley. She cocks back her fist, and she punches you square between the eyes. You hit the ground. There are some audible gasps from the townspeople around. You see a few other people besides the ones previously mentioned, the no-name NPCs. They're all kind of standing around watching this. And Inverna calls out, and she says, Y'all, this man, this worthless excuse of a man, put your lives... On the line. And for what? To make himself look like our savior. Like we didn't already trust him. Sister Grayley speaks up and says, Inverna, 
What? What are you talking about? Inverna hands a piece of paper to Sister Grele, and she reads it to herself and says, Bradley, I, I, I need you to find a bit of parchment and pen, and I need you to write down a few sentences for us, please. And someone else says, someone else cries out, What does it say? She hands it back to Inverna. Inverna unfurls the paper, and she reads, To the good captain of the Orcish band, attack the town of Phandalin, kill who you like, take what you want, but leave the cute barmaid untouched. I like her tits too much to have them spoiled by your blades. Once I ride in, have your men retreat. It'll be obvious I saved the city, and in no time you all will be paid handsomely. Warmest regards, Bradley Copper. She throws the note to you. It looks exactly like your handwriting. To a T. Fuck. In an instant, you look out at Elsa when the thing about the barmaid was said. She winces in pain at your words, or, quote, your words on the letter, and she begins to sob. I thought he was different. I thought he was different, Toblin. Toblin shakes his head and just kind of holds her. Harbin Wester stands up, and he walks over to you, and he says, by God, Mr. Cover, you write down something right now. You, you, you prove to us that that, 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 that those aren't your words. And he, he has a bit of parchment and he passes it to you. But if I already know that it looks like my handwriting, then what's the point? He, he's asking you to. Okay, I will write down. Um, I'll just, I'll just write, I'll write down the letter. I'll write down the letter exactly. Harbin picks them both up once you're done looks at them and says, How could you do this to us? Why would you do this? I didn't. You lie. Inverna grabs your arm, lifts you to your feet, and she says, You ain't leaving my fucking sight, you dirty rat bastard. I can't believe I ever confided in you as a friend. And she begins walking you. You look at Elsa... And she winces once again as she looks at you, looks away. Sister Grele grabs the two letters. She's just shaking her head. Dobin North comes up to Inverna and says, Perhaps, Sheriff, I could take him to Neverwinter. If you try to keep him here, a criminal like this, he will just get out. He will escape. There is no knowing what he will do. So just let me take him to Neverwinter. That is where... I would prefer Inverna take me to Neverwinter. But I guess you don't really care what I prefer, do you? Inverna slaps you across the face, backhanded. And she says, I'll never ask for your fucking opinion again. How about that, you pathetic little man? There's a hole in this story. She punches you again in the gut. <clears throat> and you keel over. And she says, Dobin? The orcs never retreated! Not one, not one of them. They all lay dead. If that letter is true, then why didn't they run? She grabs you by the collar, puts her face up to yours, and she says, That was your fault for trusting a bunch of no-good orcs. 
What the fuck were you thinking? You thought that they were just going to follow your command? Invona, you have to believe me. They probably... This was not me. They probably would have killed you too. Make me a persuasion check with disadvantage. God damn it. Fuck! Uh. Okay, well, it's a natural one. So... She spits into your face. She says, Dobin, get him the fuck out of my sight. Once he's at Neverwinter, reported to the appropriate guards, come back, because we're going to need help rebuilding. He says, of, of course, Sheriff. He grabs you by the hands. He bounds your wrists, and he says, let us go, Monsieur Coppa. And he begins walking you out of town. You, as you're leaving, you hear Harbin just... Sister Grayley says, I just can't believe it. And you hear Elsa sobbing. Once you're about a mile out of town... Dobin, I know it's not much, but it, it wasn't me. You have to believe me. Dobin pulls out a dagger, cuts the ropes. Monsieur Kappa, of course it was not you. But they don't know this. And how could they? What you must do now? You must kill the dragon. I mean, I was going to do that anyway. <laughs> I don't... Well, um, this is what I'm thinking, okay? I, I am so sure that you did not do this, because I know you would not. You went to the Bardic College, same as I. I just can't believe that a man of your stature would do something like this. But, this dragon may kill you, and I'm just going to tell you straight up, if it does, I don't really care, okay? I would love to have Dragon Slayer in my title. Dobin Noreth, Dragon Slayer. What a beautiful thing. But, if you can help me do it, I will swear to you that you got free. I followed you to the dragon's lair, which I now know where it is, by the way. I don't know if Quinn told you that I was scouting around for it. He did. We killed this thing together, no? And once we do, I try and help convince the town of your deeds. I trust you. But I also... I have to get the bastard who did do this. Okay, well, we can get him, but I don't know. I mean, where do you think he might be? Have you ever heard of the Stone Cold Reavers? The Stone Cold Reavers, oh yes. They are they are headed by a man named Lebul Finaster. He is not fine, he is nasty. He is he should be called Lebul not so fine, very nasty. Yes. Uh I, I know him, yes. Um he's a cruel man, uh he is known for thievery, but I don't know. I mean he he's wanted in Neverwinter, so I don't know. I don't know where we could find him. What, what do you think his next move would be? He would go back to Phandalin to help rebuild. He's with Quinn right now. Quinn would vouch for him. And they would gain all of the glory that they just took from me. Well, if they're doing that, then maybe they want to kill the dragon, no? Your little friend Quinn, he takes things personally. He did not like it when I forgot about him. He even told me to fuck off a few times. He told me to wrap my own dick around my waist and put it in my asshole. I said, this is impossible, Quinn. I can't do this. And he said, order, order, order. And I said, okay, well, calm down, little man. I don't even understand you. What's your strange accent? If the dragon did pop out his little eyeball, perhaps he wants to kill the dragon, no? Maybe he is at the mountain now trying to slay the beast. I mean, that makes sense. That would be our best bet, is to head towards the mountain. We will not get there tonight, Mr. Monsieur Kappa, but uh, let's go regardless. The two of you take off on foot, moving towards Ice Spire Hold. 
as you and Dobin make your way across the cold, wind-blown foothills of the Sword Mountains, you happen upon a large, prone creature frozen in ice. Make me a survival check, Bradley. Okay. Okie dokie. Let's see here what my survival is. It's okay. Let's see. 15. This is an ogre, frozen solid, died in the past 24 hours. Looks like he has a big sack on him. Not a ball sack, mind you. Yeah. You you kind of pry open the, the leather of this sack, and it's kind of crunchy with ice, but you do find a hand axe, and you also find two potions of healing. You want one, Dobin. Oh, Monsieur Coppola, that's it's more than generous, and he takes one. Okay. You continue onward. Um, you never really got your rest, so around... Like, 4 a.m., they tell you you have to stop. Gotcha. Take a long rest. You wake less than eight hours later again. Sun's sun's up, and you continue on towards this mountain. Make me a, another survival check. Another survival? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's going to be a five. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's something unseen. Something unseen? Okay. Something unseen. Um, Dobin kind of sighs to himself and he says, I should have brought my horse. I have a horse back in Fenderlin. I could have, we could have been riding a horse this whole time. What the fuck were we thinking? I also have a horse back in Fenderlin. Well, your horse is probably confiscated. Your horse is probably in Werner's horse now, so. Yeah. The two of you walk and walk and walk, just the way Sam and Frodo walked and walked and walked. You walk up and up and up this mountain. At this point, you're pretty much mountaineering. You're climbing over rocks. You're helping Dobin up. Dobin's helping you up. But eventually, you near what you know to be, because you've flown here before, incorporeally, you know you're nearing Ice Spire Hold. Clouds partly obscure a stone fortress situated atop the icy spur of a jagged, snow-covered mountain that you recognize as Icefire Peak. A landmark so enormous as to be visible from Phandalin on a clear day, but there haven't been many clear days in Phandalin. The mountain dwarfs the fortress, which consists of two separate structures joined together by a stone bridge. A narrow, winding path corkscrews up the mountainside to the smaller of the two structures, and appears to be the only safe way to reach it by land. It's an unwelcoming path, but not as unwelcoming as the cold, howling wind that buffets you. We have to get inside that keep. I think this... I think the snow might be the end of us before the dragon is. Yeah, Dobin is shivering. He says, Mos, Monsieur Capo, we have to keep moving. Just keep moving. And the wind is just... buffeting the two of you but you keep moving and as you wind up this this mountainy trail you feel a sense of dread knowing that you're you're nearing this dragon you come upon a narrow trail that clings to the mountainside as it twists around and up towards the gatehouse there's a lot of rubble here 
you see that there are a lot of tracks from horses coming and going along the trail. They're very clearly visible. Uh, make me a survival check. Uh, 22. Looks like there are three sets of horse hoof prints that are very recent that have come up here. I think they came. Well, then, Monsieur Coppa, perhaps we will need to have two fights today. Dobin continues behind you, sticking close to you. Make me a perception check with disadvantage. With disadvantage? Yeah, you are, you are coming in between essentially two peaks, one larger peak with a large fortress, smaller peak with a smaller fortress. You're going under this bridge, so you're kind of in this canyon, and it's just a wind tunnel. There's fucking wind slamming into you and Dobin. My perception was a natural one. You notice nothing. Yeah. As you continue to round up, you eventually make it... Uh, you're, you're essentially rounding your way up to the smaller of these peaks, right? Like you're just going to keep coming and coming coming up, spiraling up. You get up towards the door of this... Uh, smaller building, and you're kind of in the, the shadow of this cove. You and Dobin get to stop it, and the wind's not hitting you as hard, and he says, Monsieur Kappa, if you think that the stone cold rivers are inside, what do we do? I mean, wh what is your plan? Is it kill them all? Yes. Okay. All right. You will kill your little friend? He was never my friend. Dobin's rolling insight on you. <laughs> What's your spell save, DC? My spell save DC is 15. All right, well, he beats that. I'm going to say that's your insight, DC. Are you telling the truth? Or really, what, what's the real emotion going through Bradley right now? Because Dobin senses whatever it is. It's a mix of rage and sorrow. All right, Monsieur Kappa, after you. And uh, there's a door waiting for you to open. I'm going to, can I check it for traps? Can I? <laughs> oh, yeah, make an investigation check. Cool. I mean, they probably don't expect us to be following them, but, you know, just in case. Yeah. Twelve. Not that you sense. Dobin sees what you're doing. He says, I, I don't think that he was expecting us to be following them. Um, he, 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 got a 20, he got a 21 on his investigation. He doesn't detect any traps. Okay, cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open the door then. Do you have any torches on you? Let's see. Well, what, what is Dobin? He's a human. Okay. Um, and, and he, as soon as the door opens and you're out of the wind, he lights a torch. Okay. Um, but it is daytime, and there there are some windows in here. I mean, still, with the cloudy day, it's going to be dim light. It's true, it's true. All right, you walk in, and you are right next to essentially an indoor stable. You, the, the sweet smell of horse shit hits your, your nose. And there are three horses set up here. Uh, all, all just kind of taking it easy. But there's a path that continues onward. I'm gonna, uh, are they tied up right now? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna untie them and lead them out the door and then just smack them on the asses to get out of there. Oh my god. Okay. Um, uh, Dobin kind of says, oh, do, should we, should we save two fossils? Perhaps, okay. All right, all right, okay. And he just kind of watches as you do this. Uh, the three horses, make me an animal handling check. Animal handling? Yeah. I'm picking different dice for different things. That's going to be 13. Uh, yeah, they do. You got them. They, they all three head out and kind of rush off into the cold. Um, and make me a perception check. Perception? 
Uh, that's going to be 26. There, There's some commotion uh, upstairs to your right. Okay. You walk forwards down this little narrow hall. Dobin's behind you. He's now drawn his sword. Um, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have my uh, rapier drawn as well. Okay. You see, you kind of come into this little weird alcove. There are. In fact, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have my rapier in one hand and that hand axe in another. Okay. Because I have dual weapon fighting and I have not been using that at all. All right. Perfect. You kind of turn to the right. There's a door straight in front of you. A door off to your left, a door further uh, to your left, but still on the wall in front of you. Then there's a door off to your left on the wall on your left, and then there's a door kind of behind you. Can I do a perception to see where the commotion's coming from? Uh, you know, with twenty six, you know, door straight ahead of you. Then that's where I'm gonna head. You open the door, kind of creaks open. You walk. Uh, you see some stairs, and and Dobin says, "I'm I'm right behind you, Monsieur Kappa." The two of you creak up some stairs, another set of stairs, and you come into what looks like kind of this, this not a barricade, n- n- that's not the word I'm looking for. Barrack? Yeah, because there's arrow slits that peer out over the the uh, the trail that you just walked up, and there's a door that, judging from what you remember of just walking and seeing the building outside, you would assume that door leads to the bridge that crosses over to the other side. Sitting on some barrels, looks like they're eating breakfast. You see, except uh, they've they've now started moving uh, and grabbing weapons because their horses just ran out the door randomly. You see Larabule, you see Runa, you see Brachus, and you see Quinn. And with his sending stone, Quinn says, Mr. Copper, why did you come here? You could have lived, Mr. Copper. Now... They're going to fucking kill you. Um, you feel cold steel at your neck, as Dobin says, Monsieur Kappa, why did you trust me? Are you fucking with me right now? He says, you should not have trusted me if you could not trust your little friend. And you, you know that we knew each other from prison. What are you thinking? Lairbule looks at Dobin and says, Dobin, what the fuck are you doing here with him? Why did you bring him here, for God's fucking sake? Dobin says, Lebu, you know that he is going to try and exact vengeance on you. It is better to kill him now. He felt the stinging defeat. I saw it in his eyes in Fandolin. They all think he's a, he's a villain. We can kill him. We can kill the dragon. We can be these people's heroes. And Lebu says, Gods, I guess, I guess you have a point. He is going to try and exact vengeance. But I do, and as he's talking, Quinn cuts him off and says, Wait a fucking minute. Dobin's here, and Brachus is here, and Rune is here, and you're here, Lairbule? And Lairbule says, Take it easy, Quinn. Just chill the fuck out, okay? There's, there's nothing you need to calm down. Just settle down. Quinn, with his sending stone, quickly says, Mr. Copper, remember when I told you me mom was in danger? She weren't never sick. These sick fucks were holding her hostage, so I'd keep working for them. And Quinn sidesteps away from Lairbule. And he says, Lairbule, listen. What Mr. Copper did to you, what Bradley did to you, shouldn't be forgiven. And I was, I was on board with this plan to a certain extent, but I came to you after that fight with the Manicor, and I said I couldn't do it anymore. And do you remember how you responded? And, and Lairbule says, now, Quinn, you need to settle down right now. Okay, this is not a big deal. We can all sort this out. Shut the fuck up! 
I'm speaking. Shut the fuck up. And Larabule kind of... Can I, can I, hold on. Can I, while this is happening... Oh, my God. What do you want to do? What's my sleight of hand? Let me see this. All right. Make me a... Fuck, 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 fuck! Ah, oh, fuck! I want to put the hand axe back in its halter, and I want to pull out my dagger, and I want to turn it backwards at Dobin. Dobin, make me a sleight of hand check. Fuck. Ah, uh, fuck. Needs to beat his perception. Who, Dobin's? Yep. Fuck, okay. This was the first die. This was the fir- from from the first set I ever purchased for myself. Oh my God! Please, thirteen. Good enough. You now have it there. It's trained. It's right there, ready to strike. Quinn says, "I came to you because I it weren't sitting right with me. To get back at a rat, I had to be a rat. I I I, I told you that I thought Mister Copper was a good man." I taught Bradley was a good man. And instead of trying to reason with me, you threatened me fucking mum. You told me that Brackus was going to check on her every night. And any time I didn't report back to you about Bradley's movings, you were going to fucking kill me mum. Then when I saw Brackus, you told me Dobin was back in Neverwinter with me mum. Nobody's with me fucking mum now. I can excuse what you did to Mr. Copper because I believed in vengeance. What you did to me, you fucking son of a bitch. Quinn crouches and fucking, like, a bullet fires himself off of the floor and smashes oh, his gauntlet in Larabule's face. Quinn. Roll for initiative. Uh, it's going to be an eight initiative, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, come on, man. You, do, I, I couldn't do Quinn total dirty now. Quinn. Can I, can I, can I, as a surprise... Before, can I just stab stab Dobin? Absolutely. You you already yeah. set that up, man. That's happening. Hell yeah. Do I have to roll to hit? Yeah, roll with advantage to hit. Hell yeah. That's gonna be sixteen plus seven. Sixteen plus seven. That's yeah. a fucking hit. Yeah. So that's gonna be seven damage on him right now, right there. Okay. Let me. I'll roll that damage in a second. You got an eight initiative. Yeah. Quinn. Oh, Quinn got a fucking nat 20 on initiative. Of course he did. Oh, Dirty fuck. dog. Dirty dog. Uh, he He's he's fucking mad. And these bad guys got a 19. All right. All of them? Yeah, they're going as a group. Oh, okay. Makes sense. All right. You... Uh, all right. So so Quinn deals Lairbule, who has more HP than everyone else. He deals Lairbule eight points of damage. Fuck. You deal Dobin... How much with your dagger? Uh, seven. Seven. Yeah. All right. What's your HP right now? 48? Yeah, 48 out of 48. Okay. Uh, Dobin, you shouldn't have let me rest, you son of a bitch! <laughs> um, all right, it's Quinn's turn again. Lairbule, like, reels. What the fuck, Quinn? You're out of your goddamn mind. He, uh, Quinn turns, and, like, a fucking viper spins, and he just punches this guy, Brackus, right in the fucking cock. And he yells... Cock crusher, bitch! The cock crusher! He hits him as well. Doesn't do that much damage to him, unfortunately. Uh, it is Larabule's turn. He pulls a sword, and he swings it right at Quinn. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Quinn leveled up. Quinn? Sorry, so sorry. Quinn now makes two attacks. He hits Brackus again. Four. Seven more damage. 
I taught you bitches were my friends. You fucking threatened me, Mom. What? What, because I didn't want to be a rat? To get back to rat? You f What kind of fucked up logic? Um, now, Larabule swings once, misses. Second time he hits Quinn. Quinn takes six points of damage. Brachis also... Brachis pulls a hand axe and goes for Quinn. Misses... Hits, and Quinn takes another eight points of damage. Runa pulls out uh, a knife and just throws it at you, Bradley. Uh, cutting words. Okay. Go ahead and roll it. I'm going to say, I'm going to say this. Literally no way you can hit me right now. Uh, she takes six from her roll. Uh, yeah, she misses. Uh, as, as it starts to throw, you say that, and it just clatters off the wall. Uh, Dobin from behind you tries to swing this plus one longsword at you. And he gets two attacks, he misses, and he misses. Uh, you you know where he was going to swing. He had his sword trained on your neck. You just duck. And he swings wide. It's your turn. Um, you And I just want you to know, you and Quinn right now, very outmatched. How much damage has Quinn taken already? Quinn is at 31 of 45. Okay. Um, as a little, you know, using the Sending Stone, I'm going to say, Quinn, I need you to be on your feet. Uh, bonus action, give him Bardic Inspiration. Okay. And then I'm going to cast a third level Thunder Wave. How, how big is this room? All right, this room, from where you're positioned... Would you say, would you say all, all four of them are within 15 feet of me? Yes. Okay, oh, that, then yeah, I'm casting... Yeah, it, this, this room is, is five by four, it's 20... 20 feet total. And they're all third level thunder wave. Um, they all need to make uh, constitution saves. Okay. Quinn gets an 18. Or take nine damage. <laughs> okay, well, Brachus, Runa, and Dobin all fail. Larabule and Quinn save. Okay. So they're taking nine each? Um, so those three, yeah, they're taking nine each, and they get pushed back 10 feet if... I'm guessing if Dobin gets pushed back, he's gonna fall down the stairs, right? Because we were in the doorway. He absolutely is. Yeah, he he eats it. He just falls down the stairs. He takes another three points of damage as he kind of cracks his ass on the bottom step. So Quinn and Larbulich take four. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah, he falls down. He's knocked prone, so he's gonna just have to. He's gonna have to fuck with that on his turn. All right. Anything else from you? Um. Nope. Quinn is going to. Well, here's a here's a here's a logistic question that I have. All right. Because so, I have I have uh, as a bonus action I have dual two weapon fighting right. Right. So as a bonus action I make an attack with my second weapon right. Uh yeah as a bonus action. As a bonus action, but does do I have to make the first action be an attack with my weapon in order to do that uh no but you used your bonus action to give Bardic. no i know i know i know i know i know oh just, no 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 for, I, yeah. I don't think so i think you can still use a bonus action to attack with that hand axe okay but i, I also think with dual wielding or, or you don't add your proficiency is that right you just add your your strength bonus or whatever yeah yeah just my yeah okay cool then yeah yeah you you can still do that on your next turn oh i also great i also gained counter charm i didn't realize that all right quinn Quinn is beating the fuck out of this this dude Brachus. Um, he's just pummeling him, and as he's doing it, he's saying, 
You fuck with my mom. You fuck with me fucking mom. I can't... Ah, you're gonna fucking die for that. And he just did 14 points of damage to this dude in one turn. Just smashing into his face. Um, Brachus strikes back. Nat 1. Quinn gets another punch in. Uh, as this guy... Holy shit. Not only does he get a punch, he, he gets a fucking punch. The guy reaches for his sword and Quinn punches him up into his armpit. The guy fucking seizes up. Uh, and then he tries to attack Quinn once more and just cannot hit. Lairbule looks at you and he says, Bradley, I, I thought it was going to feel good to ruin your life. It's going to feel a lot better to fucking take it. And he charges you. Cutting words, I'm going to say... Okay, okay. I'm going to say, you know, there's a difference between me and you. And it's that I'm actually talented at the things that I do. And he takes he takes two from his hit. <laughs> Okay, so he does miss the first one. He swings down and he says, fuck you! And he just tries to jab you, hits right into your armor, and you take... just It doesn't puncture your armor, but... Yeah. Just kind of getting punched in the chest. You take uh, 10 points of damage. 10 points of damage? Yep. It barely touches you, but you take 10 points of damage anyway. Well, I'm saying it didn't puncture your armor. That doesn't mean it barely touched you. Um, Runa... Uh, Joins in the fray on Quinn. She pulls out her sword. Nat 20 on Quinn. Ooh. Quinn takes only 9 points of damage from that nat 20. Could have been a lot worse. Quinn's at 18 HP. She attacks him again. And she misses. Dobin just stands up and then has to. he has to dash just to get back to the top of the stairs. So that's his turn. He's behind you again. So Dobin and Lirbule are fighting you. Runa and... Brackus are fighting Quinn. Quinn looks very hurt. It is your turn. Um, as an action, I'm going to say to Larabuel, you really shouldn't have done what you did. And I'm going to cast Bestow Curse upon him. Okay. Um, he... Does he need to make a save? No, he doesn't have to make a save. He's just automatically cursed. Oh, shit. He, um, whenever I make an attack on him, he is going to take 1d8 necrotic damage. As my bonus action, I'm going to take my hand axe, and I'm going to swing it down um, to try and hit his head. Okay. Um, so that's a plus 5 because I just used my strength bonus, right? Yeah. Cool. That's going to be 17 plus 5. Or plus, plus 4, right? Because you have 19. Oh, yeah, okay. So plus 4. So 17 plus 4, 21. You hit. Um, still hits. That's going to be a d6 plus 4, so he takes 10 damage, oh, and then shit. a d8 necrotic. He takes 8 necrotic damage. Oh, fuck. Max damage off of that. Um, at, what, Do you, like... Like, all right, I'm thinking about the curse, right? Like, I feel like the necrotic damage is going to come with your reminding him of the evils he's done. So as you hit, do you, like, say, like, this is for Sly or anything? Um, no, it's not, it, I, the way I want this curse to work, it's not coming from reminding him the evils that he's done, it's coming from my pure hatred of him in this moment. Oh, shit. So, you, you just feel... So, I'm gonna say, so, so I just feel, and when I say, when I say you shouldn't have fucked with me, or you shouldn't have done the things that you did, that's the necrotic damage coming out. Alright, and, and so that, you hit him in the face with this axe, it kind of just carves a piece of his cheek off. And uh, he's immediately, his, his skull is ringing, not just from the hit, but from the words that you just used to hurt him. Quinn, uh, that's a nat one, he re-rolls that. 
Um, Quinn smacks Brackus once more, and you hear uh, a sickening crunch as his cheekbone just kind of caves in, and he is killed. Quinn then immediately charges Runa and says, You were never my fucking friend. And he punches her. He misses her. Um, he, he punches at her. She strikes back at him. Hits once. Misses once. Quinn takes seven points of damage. He is at 11 HP. From behind you, Dobin strikes at you. Hits once. Okay. And you take four points of damage. Okay, I also have to make a constitution save because Bestow Curse is a concentration. All right, so you need to beat four. So I beat four. Okay, cool. So you're at 34 HP? Yep. You just feel a, a, a slight prick to your butt cheek as Dobin oh. says, So sorry, Monster Kappa, but you must die now. Lairbule attacks you. Okay. And... On his second attack, he hits, and you take another 10 points of damage. With this two-handed longsword, he just carves up your thigh onto your belly. You kind of feel it rake all the way across as you feel your... And I lose concentration of my spell. Okay, that curse is gone. But that's okay, because I got max damage. I'm happy about it. All right, hell yeah. It is your turn. I'm going to second-level Thunder Wave. Okay. So everybody needs to make, you know, another... Uh, constitution save. Alright. Quinn gets an 18. Larabule gets a 17. Runa gets a 11. And Dobin gets a 7. So, those two take 11 points of damage. Okay. Quinn and and get pushed 10 feet away from me. Um, Quinn and Larabule both take 5. Alright, Quinn's down to 6 HP. Five points of damage to Larabule. Um Dobin goes flying down the stairs again. Takes, <laughs> takes another four points of damage. He says, Monster Kappa, fuck you! Um, as another bonus action, I'm going as my bonus action, I'm gonna try and hit uh, Larabule again with the hand axe. Oop. Okay. It's gonna be fifteen plus four, so nineteen. That's a hit. That's a D six plus four. That's gonna be another ten damage right there. Nice. Okay. You're carving into him. Lairbiel's looking hurt, more and more hurt. Uh, it's Quinn's turn. He says, uh, I am too angry to die. And he gives himself second wind as a bonus action. Oh, fuck! And he regains 11 HP, putting him back up to 17. And then he strikes at Runa. Nat 20. So she takes... 13 points of damage on it on his first hit as he just cracks her in the jaw, breaking her jaw immediately. Smacks her again, hits her again, and she takes another 10 points of damage. He he is literally too angry to die. Right hook into her jaw, sends it slack, and then another uppercut from his left hand just sends her fucking reel in. She's seen stars. She's bleeding all out of her face. Uh, it's her turn, though. She misses once, she misses twice. She just, Quinn is suddenly out of nowhere, just a fucking shadow that she can't touch. Dobin does the same thing. He has to use all of his movement to get back up to you. Lairbule strikes at you. That's one hit and another hit. I'm going to, second hit, I'm going to, cutting words, Okay. I'm going to say, 
You should have left it as it was. That's gonna. He's gonna take three off of his second hit. All right. Does a fourteen hit you? Fuck yeah! It just hits me. Okay. You take fourteen points of damage. I'm at ten HP. He he slices into you and he says, he says I'm gonna fucking kill you if it's the last goddamn thing I do. It is your turn. Okay. Dobin is once again behind you. I'm going to cast. Uh, how far from the door is Dobin? From the door, well, it's kind of curved, right? Like it's stairwells going up and then up. Yeah. So he's ten. F- well, it's ten up and then another ten up. So twenty feet from the door, but it's at an angle. No, I mean how? How? Okay. So from the stairs, how far is he from the stairs? I should say. Oh, he's his his back is to the stairs. Okay. How far am I from the stairs? Uh, five feet forward from him. Okay. I'm going to cast Cloud of Daggers like behind him so that it hits him but doesn't hit me, if that makes sense. Okay, perfect. Cool. And what needs to happen? Nothing. He just takes 44 damage. Okay, yeah, roll it. I mean, if he stands, and if he stands right, and if he stands there, uh, if he stands within five feet of that, when he starts his turn, he takes another 44 damage. Okay. He takes 11 points of damage from that. Okay. Cool. All right. Do- Dobin looks fucked up. And I'm going to use my bonus action once again to uh, attempt to hit Larabule with the hand axe. Okay. It misses. Okay. It is Quinn's turn once more. He just runs. He, like, essentially puts a foot on Bruna's knee to elevate himself into the air. He's going to try to punch down onto her head. That's one hit. And he deals nine points of damage as he cracks her in the head. And then as her head comes down, he just buries it into the ground. And and yeah, he kills her. Um, I say to Quinn, take care of Dobin. Okay. He hears that. Lair Buell turns back towards Quinn, sees what he's done. And he says, I, I'm, I know I'm only going to kill one of you. It's going to be you. And he swings at you again, Bradley. What's your AC? 14. All right. That's a hit. Okay. And and a miss. He swings once, and you take five points of damage. Oh, thank God. It is Dobin's turn, but if he starts his turn... Dobin takes 44 points of damage since he started his turn within the Cloud of Daggers. All right. Let's see it. Oh, wait. Sorry. I also have to make Constitution save. Um, I pass, so the Cloud of Dagger is still there. What's he take? He takes 12 points of damage. He staggers as these daggers stab into his back. He has one HP left. (laughs) He just pulls out a dagger and throws it at Quinn. Hits him, and Quinn takes six points of damage. As it kind of shunts into Quinn's arm. He's at 11 HP. He's he's struggling too. Uh, it's Quinn's turn. He pulls out. Hand crossbow. Shoots Dobin. Right in the face. And Dobin's body just rolls down the stairs. He reloads. Fires at Lair Buell. But it bounces off of his armor. Wait, did you go? No, I didn't go. Oh, I just... All right, well then, 
Quinn just went before you, so you go. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to attack uh, Larabule with my uh, rapier. Okay. That's going to be 12 plus 7, so 19 to hit. That hits. That's 6 damage. Okay. And then I'm going to attempt to hit him with my um, hand axe. It's going to be 10 plus 4, 14. That's a miss. A miss? Okay. Bounces off of his armor. He says, maybe I can take you both, and maybe maybe it would feel better to watch you watch your little buddy die. He moves away from you. Go ahead and give me an attack of opportunity. With my rapier or with my hand axe? Uh, rapier. Nine plus seven, so 16. Damn. Miss. Scrapes off of his armor. He charges Quinn. You watch as Larabule rears back his sword, thrusts it into Quinn's belly, lifts him, and then just drops him on the ground. Quinn is unconscious. He will be making death saves. He looks back at your face, and the expression on your face, he says, your anger, that'll last, that'll last me a fucking lifetime, even if, even if you kill me now. And he just kind of smiles this wicked smile at you. It's your turn. I'm going to... Attempt to hit him with my rapier. It misses. Okay, you charge forward. <sighs> Fuck. All right, and? Bonus action. Going to say you. <laughs> you really thought that you would see the last of me in that old dusty camp, <laughs> didn't you? You <laughs> bastard. There's a difference between the two of us, and it's that I take my vengeance more seriously, and I'm going to fucking kill you right now. And I cast a third-level healing word on myself. Oh, shit. So that's going to be... Let's see. 8 plus 3 is 11, plus 4 is 15. 15 back? Back up to 20. All right. Quinn makes death save. It's a nat 20. Quinn wipes Quinn wipes the blood off his mouth and he says, Good speech, Bradley. Oh fuck, no, he does not. It's about even personally between you you and me and this son of a bitch. Larabule's eyes widen as Quinn stands back up, this gaping hole in his stomach as he has one HP. He says, It's gotta go to me though. This one's for me. He attacks Larabule. What do you mean this one's for him? This one's for me. He's about to rob you of it. Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it, Quinn. Mate, he only hit once. He cracks Larabule in the back of the head. Larabule takes seven damage. He's still standing. He swings again. Larabule swats at him with the sword. Misses. Misses. He's just blindly swinging at Quinn. He says, what the fuck? You were supposed to, you were supposed to die. He was supposed to die, and he's coughing up a little bit of blood. He turns back to you, Bradley, and he says, What a fucking day. What a fucking day. What do you do? I'm gonna, um, attack him with my rapier. Uh, I'm gonna use my inspiration to re-roll that. I'm gonna pick a different die. 
please give me a good roll. And it was a worse one. Bonus action with the hatchet? Well, I mean, because this was a nat one. But you re-rolled, right? Yeah. Oh, the second one was a nat one? Then the second one was a nat one. He, you go with your rapier, he grabs your hand and twists it, and your rapier falls to the ground. He says, you're going to have to do better than that. Okay. I'm going to go with the hatchet, or with the hand axe. 16 plus 7. He looks at you, smiling, blood in his teeth. You two are actually so fucking pathetic, I can't believe... I can't believe I'm actually going to kill you both. <laughs> now that's a good fucking day. Go ahead and roll your damage. Okay. 7. He had 7 HP left. I'm going to cut off one of his hands, right? And I'm going to... Does he have hair? The one that's holding your hand? Yeah, well, he's holding my hand. I'm going to cut off his hand. Um, does he have hair? Oh, yeah, he's got, he's got this, this sleek, kind of slicked-back black hair. I'm going to grab him by the hair, and I'm going to bring his face down to mine, and I'm going to say, you look me in the eyes as I fucking kill you, you piece of shit! You will... <laughs> you will never again see the day, and I'm going to keep on living. How does that make you feel? And I take out my dagger, and I jab it slowly into his stomach. He just kind of coughs up blood on your face, and he says, The people of Phandalin, they still know what a piece of shit you are. I still won. And he falls to the ground dead. Quinn looks at you. He says, Mr. Copper, what happened to your accent while you were saying that? <laughs> he, in all seriousness, he, he puts his hand on your shoulder, and he says, Mr. Copper, I'm sorry. Bradley, I'm sorry. When they threatened me, Mom, it was like, I cared about you, but I didn't care about you enough to risk losing her. And I'm sorry for that. I should have come to you. I should have told you everything. Had I known the two of us could have taken him down, well, I'm sorry. And he kind of falls down on his butt. He's got one HP. He's bleeding out of his stomach. He says, uh, listen, you, you should take this. And he gives you the healing potion that he found in Axholm. He says, only one of us is going to be able to take that dragon, and it ain't me. I'm going to say to him, Quinn, I came in here with the full intent to end your life today. Yeah, well, if you had told me that you were coming in here, I, I might have thought I was taking yours. He takes off his gauntlets. You see his, his bare hands, and he kind of wipes some blood off his face. He pulls out a dagger, and he puts it in your hand, and he says, Just send all the gold I've got to me, Mum. Tell her I love her. I put the dagger in, in my hand, and I hold him. And I, I just hold him still. And as I'm holding him, I look him in the eyes, and I say, You're not going out today. And I cast second-level cure wounds on him. You had me fucking psyched there for a second. I was like, God damn, he's gonna kill Quinn! <laughs> uh, he gains... 13 hit points. He kind of smiles as some some of the blood in his, his stomach wound closes. He says, Mr. Car Bradley, it's God's. It's it's tough, tough habit to break. You were a piece of shite for that. All right, but let's uh, let's regroup. Uh, he he goes down, uh, checks Dobin's body, and he's going to get that other healing potion from Dobin and take that. Okay. And that gives him back 10 HP. So he's now okay. back up to 24, of, which is much better than one. Does the dragon know we're here yet? 
Oh, without amount of ruckus, I'm sure he's waiting on us. Yeah, old cryovane. He says, but I've I've got something fucking personal. Listen, if you wanted to take the Larabule kill, that's fine, but I'm killing that fucking dragon. No, I'm perfectly fine with that. I just, you know, you know, tell them, tell Fandolin what happened. <laughs> Wait, what? We have to tell Fandolin what happened about how you all set me up. Oh, yeah, no, I, I've got, I've got all the, the, uh, the proof you need to, to, to help you out. And I, and I'm, I'll tell you this right now, I know I'm going to prison after this, that's, that's a okay, yeah. Three hots and a cot, it's not the worst for me, I, I mean, thought you were about to kill me there, so, um. <laughs> Look, let's, uh, let's rest, let's get some sleep, let's. I know the dragon's here, but I don't think he's going to come for us. I think he's waiting for us to come to him. And the longer we wait, the more anxiety it builds up. So I say, let's rest for a little bit. Let's regather. You know, it looked like you guys didn't get to finish your breakfast. Let's see, what did you have? Oh, He says, I wish oh, you'd told so... me that before I drank that healing potion. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you, you want to take a long rest or a short rest? I'll just take a long rest, baby. All right. The two of you uh, just kind of talk briefly. There's definitely some tension. You're still a little angry at Quinn. No, oh, no, absolutely. I'm furious with him, but... Quinn is Quinn is still probably a little skeptical of you two. But you didn't kill him when you could have. And the two of you take a long rest. You're back up to full HP, full spells. I'm going to say, um, I guess we'll sleep and then we'll wake up. And I'll say, Quinn, I can't take this dragon on alone. And... You know, by the gods, you're the best fighter that I know. Bradley, I was never going to let you fight that dragon alone. It's too cool for you. <laughs> uh, you don't deserve all that coolness all by yourself. And you hear uh, some footsteps approaching. And out from the shadows of the stairs, you hear, uh, Good thing you didn't start without me. I knew it was going to be him. I don't know. I'm so excited. Falcon Falcon has his, his bow strung across his shoulder, and he says, Ah, this is Quinn. This is the one I've heard about. Looks like you boys uh, had some fun with those stone-cold reavers. Yes. Uh, I, uh, I, I got to Fandolin, and I quickly heard the news about what had happened. Luckily for you, Sister Grayley, as you know, is more than a holy woman. She's part of the Harpers, and she's done some forgery in her day. She recognized the fake. Um, she's trying to convince the rest of the town. Might be a, a tough road to hoe, but I know Sister Grayley is, uh, well, she's an honest woman. And she said that she thought you'd probably come here to try and redeem yourself. She was right about you. As was I. Uh, now, what do you boys say? Let's, uh, let's go kill this cryovane. Yes, let's. Quinn kind of looks at you and he says, who the fuck is this guy? He's big as fuck. Oh my god. Alright. Oh, uh, Quinn. This is... Uh, fuck, what's his name? Falcon. <laughs> Falcon? How did I forget that? I was gonna say Corbin, but that's he's not Corbin. Um, I say, Quinn, this is Falcon. He owns a hunting lodge up in Neverwinter Wood. I've told him all about you. Um, he, he kind of... Quinn bows and says, Well, everything you heard was true. <laughs> uh, let's, let's go do it. The three of you kind of set up formation, Quinn leading, Falcon's bow is drawn, um, and you head across this bridge. The wind is still buffeting you. It's now around uh, probably 6 p.m. Sun's starting to go down. You're losing light. Quinn and Falcon, halfling and human, 
don't have dark vision. Um, they're a little bit nervous about this, but you go across this stone bridge. It, the dragon does. Oh, it definitely does. Uh, the bridge is 35 feet. You look down, 50 feet below you is the trail that you were on. Falling from anywhere would be bad. Absolutely. The three of you near a door, and Falcon said, uh, uh, now, now, boys, you do need to know, I'm, I'm almost certain that this dragon knows we're coming. Uh, I saw him active. He's flying around. He saw me, but I, I think I think he's wanting the home field advantage, so we all just need to be ready. Absolutely. I mean, he definitely heard our kerfuffle in there a few, you know, about eight hours ago, so... All right, then. It works out. <laughs> you walk into a short, empty corridor, Eros. I also... I want to give... So I have two health potions. Uh-huh. Because, um, you know, Quinn gave me w- one of his, so I'm going to give him back his health potion. I say, you're going to need this. His health potion is much bigger than yours, if you want to give him the small one. Oh, okay, well, then never mind. I'm going to give him the small one. Yeah, your the, the small one does 2d4 plus 2. The one he gave you is 8d4 plus 8. Ooh, so it's like a potion of greater healing? It's a uh, superior healing. Superior healing. So, yeah, it's it's nice. It's good. Cool, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him the smaller one. And I'm gonna say, You're gonna need this. <laughs> he nods and he says, right oh, Mr. Copper, you're you're probably right about that. Uh he says, I just want you to know, uh, if if I don't make it out of this alive, please just try and tell me, Mom, I was I was doing what I thought was right. Quinn, when we make it out of this, I'm going to put my honor on the line to vouch for you and make sure you don't get thrown into prison. So you can see him, Mom. He nods at that, and Falcon says, I'm not going to ask a single question about this, uh, and I'm not going to tell either of you uh, what my my will and testament might be, because I'm not fucking dying today. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he says, I wouldn't have come if I thought I was going to die. The You go into this fortress, fortress entrance, and then on through into what is... Uh, what looks like a, an audience chamber. These little sturges are fluttering about. They see you. They start descending on you. Falcon, with a quick f- uh, flurry of arrows, just pops them out of the air. One, two, three. Uh, and says, right, uh, yeah, I'm not going to let those little fuckers try and drink us dry before we we hit this guy. Worse than mosquitoes. Much worse. There are skeletons... And they're all clad in rusty armor. Their weapons are all s- sort of strewn about. They are all defeated humanoids. You don't know what happened. There's d- there's a dozen of them. Um, Did anybody grab but... the dragon slayer sword? Oh, yeah, I'll say you grabbed it. Okay. It is a plus one. Glad, glad you remember that. Plus one longsword. Okay. Um, so if you use it two-handed, it'll do 1d10 damage. When you hit a dragon with it, it does an extra three. Oh, it says Dragon Slayer Longsword is a thing right here. Okay. Hell yeah. Yeah. Does an extra 3d6 damage. Ooh. Uh, two dragons. Does it need to be attuned? Uh, we'll say if it did, Falcon did that for you. <laughs> it does not. Okay, perfect. You see there's a door to your left. Make me an investigation check. Investigation. Cool. That's a 15. 15. There also seems to be a secret door kind of carved out here. Um, it's just it's just a wall that you kind of push. And on the other side, Quinn pushes, and there's actually two secret doors. 
So one is one is leading back towards the bridge, but further north. The other one is leading away from the bridge. Okay. And then there's also just a, a regular door to the south. So it's leading back towards the bridge and like away from the bridge? Are they going outside or are they still inside? The the one that goes back towards the the bridge is cold, but it is inside. It looks like maybe there were like a bunch of arrow slits around there. Okay. The one leading away is definitely inside. And it looks like it's got stairs that go down. I want to check that out really quick. Okay. You walk on down these it's stairs. A door. It's probably going to have something, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's why they put it there. There's an undercroft. Uh, the, the empty room is deathly cold, chiseled in the lintel. Above each door is the word crypts in common. Um, so there's a lot of crypts down here. If you would like to uh-huh. try and check them out, you certainly could. Absolutely. Okay. You find a lot of bodies, a lot of rusty weapons and whatnot. Make me an investigation check. Investigation. Twelve. Okay. There is, in the southernmost crypt, another secret door. When you open it, you see that it leads back outside into the, like, essentially onto the side of the mountain. Okay. Um, it looks like just like a kind of quick exit way. Okay. But that, otherwise, th- these are all empty, all these crypts. Gotcha. Okay, well, then let's go back upstairs and, um, you know, mark that down for sure and then go through the normal door. All right. You walk into what looks like a little hallway. There's a door straight ahead of you and two doors on your left. Let's see what the doors on the left are. Um, you open one and you realize they both lead into the same room. It's a dining room. Uh, everything in the room looks destroyed. Looks like it's been ransacked. Okay. Um, Quinn says, uh, "Yeah, I think I think Larbiel came through here real quick, just looking for a little bit of extra coin. Um, he said he was planning on us taking down the dragon. I, I don't really believe it, but I mean, he got us all the way up here, so maybe he was. I don't know. I mean, I figured his plan would be to, you know, once he destroyed my reputation, he would go and take it for himself, and that would be the ultimate revenge. Yeah." Yeah, he might have, you know, he might have uh, actually fought the thing, but he's actually a bit of a fucking chump. Uh, he didn't break Braff's back. Runa did that, and he didn't poison Artribius. Uh, old, old Brachus did that, so he never really did anything on his own. It's okay. I, um, I've um, i actually thought about uh, going back and talking with the gnomes on making a device to help Braff walk again. So. Oh, no, that would be very sweet of you. Uh, you walk into the other other door, and it's it was very clearly once an armory, but now there's there's nothing really here for you. But there's another door that continues on. Then let's continue on. You walk out into this hallway, and when you walk up to the right, there is kind of this open like the door's broken down. So there's an opening out to this this fortress. This kind of essentially what would be a it, it's it's barracks. It's it's pretty wide. It's about thirty by thirty foot, and um, it's all open. So okay. it's it's inside, but not really because there's no ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you look up, you can't you can't really see a way to get to the roof. Okay, and you're you're pretty sure the roof is where the dragon is. Oh, absolutely. How do we get up there? 
Um, you pass uh, when you when you kind of walk around the corner, you see that there is a set of spiraling stairs going up. Let's head up. Quinn nods. He goes first. He says, "I'm getting the payback for my fucking eye." You're in the middle. Falcons in the back. You walk up and enter out onto the. I guess enter. You kind of exit out onto the roof of this fortress. I knew you would be coming. I've smelled you for hours now, and I've just been waiting. You have come to die. Roll initiative. Sixteen. Falcon gets a twenty-two. Quinn. Falcon. Yep. Quinn gets a seven. I'm glad we took that long rest because otherwise Falcon would not be here. At the top of the order, sorry, what's your HP at again? Forty-eight. Forty-eight. Yeah. The top of the order, Falcon moves out onto the ice, uh, icy rooftop. You didn't really realize it was icy, but he actually has to make a deck save. When he first starts, he kind of moves out and he's got his bow ready. Uh, this guy seems like a badass in every aspect you've seen. He starts to slide and he kind of just lets himself slide to one knee, but stays up and he looses two arrows in rapid succession at Cryobay. Oh, that's fucking cool. He misses on his first one, but connects on his second one. Um, just kind of clipping the wing of Cryovane. He deals 12 damage to the dragon. As he's as he just kind of slid and he says, "All right, boys, be careful out here on this ice, uh, real slick." And it's your turn. I'm going to look at this dragon, and I'm going to say, "You made a mistake when you came to this quaint area and tried to make it your own." Mm-hmm. And I'm going to cast fireball on it. It needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh shit. Uh. That is a 12. Ooh! <laughs> Excellent! What's it take? It takes 31 points of fire damage. 31 points of fire damage. Yeah. You blast this thing with a fireball. It cries out. And... And also, I'm guessing the snow within 20 feet of it melts, melts. away. It absolutely does, revealing uh, some of this roof... And Cryovin can... He slams... As a bonus action, I'm going to say, Quinn, you've got this. And I'm giving him bardic inspiration. He says, I absolutely do. Cryovin lets out his cry, slams a paw, or or, or a hand... I was going to say, dragons don't have paws. ...onto the ground. And ice shards from... The the ground fire up at all of you. Uh, Quint dodges. Uh, Falcon is hit. Cutting words it. I'm going to say, ice can't hit me. And it takes two out of the roll. To okay, that knocks a 15 down to a 13. Oh, fuck yeah, it can't hit me. Okay. Uh, Falcon takes six points of piercing damage. Oh, okay. That's not... That's not as bad as I was thinking it was going to be. It could have been a lot worse. I rolled like shit. Absolutely. All right. Then. Also, you need to know this ice is difficult terrain for moving. Okay. I figured. Then the dragon kind of takes to the sky. He's got 40 feet 
of movement speed. So y'all are all kind of at the very northern part of this fortress. Mm-hmm. You're kind of close to this these chimneys. There are five chimneys on this roof. Two of them are at the north end. Three of them are at the south end. Mm-hmm. So he's probably 40 feet from you. Um, well, I'll say even further, but he's just going to kind of take to the sky to get to you. And he is going to mm-hmm. strike out towards Falcon first. He, uh, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. He crits on his claw attack. And... All right, Falcon takes 18 points of damage. Oh, fuck. As he gets clawed uh, just across his entire body. He's at 88 HP. Oh, okay. Then, well, yeah, then he, he's all... he had like 100-something, right? He's also then bitten. Ooh. And he takes another... He takes another 21 points of damage as he's bitten. Um... He's down to 67. Uh, Cryovin kind of sinks its its teeth into his shoulder, then lifts up, and now is looking at Quinn. It is Quinn's turn. Quinn pulls out his handy-dandy crossbow, fires twice. And, whew, he fucking misses both. <laughs> they just... They just uh, they just bounce off the scales. He didn't hit this dragon in the right spot. It's not, it's not that he missed, it's that he didn't yeah. connect. Yeah. Um... Top of the order, Falcon says, All right, Quinn, I've heard a lot about your prowess, and I need you to do a little bit more than that. <laughs> and he starts firing. He hits only once, though. Mm. He does 12 points of damage to the dragon, and it's your turn. I need it to make another dexterity saving throw as I cast another fireball at it. Okay. That is a 19. Okay, it succeeds. So it takes half of 31, so 15 damage. All right, your fireball is just as big as last time, but the dragon, Cryovane's wings kind of pump this air, and the fire disperses a little bit, but it does get burned kind of on its underbelly. Uh, any bonus actions? Um, bonus action, I can't cast spells as a bonus action. I was going to Misty Step, but as a bonus action, I have my... Here's a question. Here's a question. Mm-hmm. Could I count my crossbow in my dual weapon? Like, have it in my offhand? No? Okay. No. Could I throw my dagger from my offhand? Absolutely. Okay, that's what I'm going to do then. Um, so that's going to be my dexterity, right? My dexterity bonus? Yeah. What is my dexterity bonus? That's going to be plus two. Cool. So dagger, I'm going to throw it... What'd you get? That's a 10. It doesn't, it just clings off, I'm guessing. All right, 10 does not connect. Yeah, it just kind of skitters across the ice. And this dragon cryovane kind of breathes this cold breath out of his nose. And the three of you are encompassed in a cold fog. I need everyone to make me a constitution saving throw. You've got to be fucking kidding me right now. I got a four. Quinn also failed, but you're going to take half damage because this is cold damage. You take six points of cold damage. Okay. As does Falcon. Okay. 
because he saved. Quinn takes a full 12 damage. And this fog is persistent. It's staying here. So you know you're going to need to move out of it. Oh, fuck. So it's going to happen every turn? Yeah. Um, Cryovane then lunges towards Quinn, giving Falcon an attack of opportunity with his sword. He hits. Deals six points to Cryovane. Cryovane swings its claws at Quinn, hits, misses with his bite. Quinn takes seven more points of damage. Uh, Quinn is just kind of carved up the side of his arm. He's at 26 HP. He stumbles and he says, all right, that's where I wanted you, right in the thick of it. And he's just going to try and punch this fucking dragon. <laughs> Can you imagine punching a dragon to death? dragon, right, yeah, right in its face. Uh, that's one hit and one miss. Quinn, that's how I killed my first dragon when I, the first time I played Skyrim was I punched it. He deals seven points of damage to Cryovane. Cryovane already looks pretty hurt. Hell yeah. Um, but Quinn is not moving out of the fog, which is definitely going to cost him next turn. Uh, it is Falcon's turn. He is going to move because he has that opportunity. Uh, he moves without consequence out of the fog. He is kind of at the furthest northeast point of this roof. He loses some more arrows. That would be a miss. He's going to use his Bardic Inspiration. He connects. It's a D8, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. He does 10 points of damage to Cryovane. Cryovane looks fucking hurt. Wait, who? Falcon does 10... I didn't give him Bardic Inspiration. Oh, you didn't? No, I gave it to Quinn. Oh, oops. So he... Misses that. Let's heal that. Oopsie, oopsie. He rolls again, and he misses. He misses two arrows. Uh, they just both go flying. That's his turn. It's your turn. Cool. So I'm still in this fog, right? Yep. So let's see. I'm going to, as a bonus action, I'm going to use Misty Step on myself, and I'm going to move uh, 30 feet behind the dragon, right? Okay, and out of the fog. And out and, of the fog. And Quinn did, and needs to take the... He's taking damage on his turn. Um, so. Okay. And now I need it to make a dexterity saving throw as I use my gift of the storm god. Light my last... Charm of the storm? Yeah, my charm of the storm, my last lightning bolt. Just... That is a 22. A what? 22. Okay, so it's going to take half damage. You channel Talos. You've done it before when you needed it. You're doing it again. What you got? So it's going to take 13 lightning damage. All right. You channel this energy, once again, kind of arcing out of your hands, out of your chest. Some of the fog, not the harmful fog, but the normal fog that's around here, yeah. disperses from you as Talos's presence is here now. Talos isn't the god of snow. and He's the god of storms. He's the god of storms. The lightning fucking fires out, streaks up Cryovane's back, arcs around, and, and definitely does some damage to him. Cryovane once again pulls back his claws, rakes them across Quinn. Uh, Quinn goes down. Fuck. He just swats Quinn, and Quinn goes flying. You see his body just kind of slide across the ice uh, as he's bleeding out of his head. He then turns, and he's going to charge you. Oh, I need to roll for something. Nope. Um, he bites down at you, but you just kind of slipperily slide back. I need you to make me a dexterity save. A dexterity save? Yep. Because... So even though I misty stepped behind him, I'm not out of the... Because like some of the snow melted from the fireball? 
you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm not out of that. I'm not in that range yet. Um. Uh, yeah, sure. I'll say you're in that. But I also never made you make, make a deck save in the first place, which I was supposed to do. Okay. So I'm just going to say that you hit a small patch. So that's a 15. You stay on your feet. Cool. As he lunges at you. It's Quinn's turn. Quinn makes a death save. That is a nine. Quinn has one failure, two more, and he will die. It's Falcon's turn. Falcon says, all right, this uh, this was going well, and suddenly it's not. Um, he fires, misses, and hits. He does 13 points of damage to Cryovane. Cryovane looks fucking hurt. An arrow just flies, and as his mouth is open, trying to chomp on you again, it rips through the kind of tendon-like muscle of his cheek, Ooh. and you see his Oof. jaw kind of go slack a little, and he says... You pesky little humans, you will die, and I will dine. It's your turn, Bradley. Chuck's on you, fucker. I'm not a human. I'm going to... (laughs) (laughs) Good one. Got him. Um, I'm going to say, and also, Quinn's not a human. Get up, bud. And I'm going to cast a second level healing word on him. Okay. So that's 2d4 plus 4. He's going to get uh, 10 HP back from that. All right. He kind of looks back up, wipes more blood off of his face. He says, I've gone down so many fucking times. Um, and then I'm going to pull out that sword. Oh, shit. The Dragon Slayer long sword. And I'm going to dual hand mm-hmm. it. And I'm going to right. try and hit Cryovane right. right in the face. All right. That's going to be 13 plus 8. That's a hit. That's a hit. Cool. You need to roll 1d10 plus your strength plus 1 plus 3d6. Okay, so 1d10 plus 5. That's going to be 9 damage. And then 3d6? Mm-hmm. 2, 3, actually. That's going to be... uh nine more damage you streak this thing up cryovane's neck blood is spewing this dragon is dying he looks at you coldly and says no not like this he was supposed to be making three attacks this whole time oopsie oh whoopsies um he breathes in and releases an icy blast against you I need you to make me a dexterity saving throw. Constitu- sorry, constitution saving throw. Guess who's going to take no cold damage. You use your reaction. And just just so you know, here, I'll use calculator. You would have either taken half or all of this. Oh, no, you would only have taken half because you're, you're resistant to cold damage. You would have taken 38 points of cold damage the icy tundra smacks bradley in his face his hair blows back cryovane's just (sighs) letting you have it and as the dust settles and the snow stops and the wind ceases he looks and you are untouched how 
How does one puny human do it? Because I'm Bradley fucking Copper. His claws, out of nowhere, rake across you. I'm saying that Bradley fucking Copper was also part of a cutting words. It only takes away one, though. Okay, perfect. Alright, so you're still hit for total 18 points of damage. 18 points of damage. I unflinchingly take it as I stare this dragon right in its eyes. Falcon, no, sorry, Quinn, with difficult terrain, just rushes this dragon's ass, and he slides under the tail. This is Mr. Copper. Bradley, it's a cock crusher. And his hand goes up. On the first hit, he hits it in the stomach. The, the dragon arches in pain. And in the second hit, he would have missed for it not the words Bradley Copper saying, you've got this. His gauntlet smushes up into Cryovane's draconic cock, a geyser of cold blood spews down upon Quinn as he slides away as Cryovane collapses to the ground and he's been defeated. And right as he takes his last breath, I'm going to take out my dagger and I'm going to say, you took something from my friend. So I'm going to return the favor. And I shove my dagger into his eye socket and I just pop it out. Your dagger was thrown across the roof. I'm just going to say you do all that really badassly with the longsword. Okay, that's fine. You have defeated Cryovane, a.k.a. the dragon of Ice Spire Peak. It's a little easier than it should be because I didn't realize I was supposed to be making three attacks. <laughs> Oopsie. Oopsies. <laughs> and, and now that you've listened to this podcast, DMs, you know that when you run the game, not to make the mistake I did so you can kill all your players. <laughs> Falcon kind of walks over to you, slowly tiptoeing. Quinn kind of stands up and he's covered in blood he says let's let's get the fuck out of here let's get back to phantom can we i'm gonna how big is this dragon's head uh probably about the size of a car you boys want to give me a hand with something you want to try and take the head back yes that would be very hard to do yeah i shouldn't have scared off those horses yep you shouldn't have they could have dragged it shouldn't the snowing also have stopped though since the dragon's dead oh yeah yeah the ice is still on the on the thing though it's not like it i mean yeah but, but yeah still. As, as soon as he died clouds part sun comes down and it feels like a nice cool september day evening evening yeah it's like 7 p.m so the sun's setting yeah but setting without clouds yeah you look out over the top of this this hold you can <sighs> see Fandolin. wow the view is breathtaking every bit of light that touches the sea the grass, the hills, the trees. You see Neverwinter Wood. You can see off in the very, very far distance. You can see Neverwinter. And Bradley, you know that you have helped this area more than more than anyone will ever really know. The three of you take a break just at the base of the mountain. Take a nice long rest. Next day, around nighttime, you're walking back into Fandolin. Sister Grayley greets you and she says... Um, Bradley, I, I've, I've presented every ounce of testimony that I can for you. Uh, some people still don't believe it. Townmaster Harbin Wester especially, but I, I don't know what else to do. And Quinn says, listen, holy woman, I can 
I can speak for the man. Now I can tell him what happened. I, I stop Quinn, and I say, Tell the town master, the good town master, that Cryovane is dead. Um, I don't expect any rewards. And he's just going to turn around and he's going to start walking southward. You're just going to walk out of town? Just going to walk out of town. Then you would walk westward. Okay, then he's just going to walk westward. Sister Greylace shouts to you and she says, Bradley, you don't want to you don't want to try and speak for yourself? And, and Falcon says, oh, I'm sorry, sweetie. I'm pretty sure he's already made up his mind. Listen, I've got to get back to the lodge. Um, yeah, uh, I'll see you. I'll see you around. Quinn kind of looks back at you and he says, Bradley, do you turn? I do. But I also toss him my coin pouch. And I say... Oh, and I... Sorry, you found all the gold. You found all your other gold. Oh, fuck yeah. So you, okay, well then I... So you, you added like 400 gold to your inventory, essentially. That's fine. I toss him all of that. And I say, for your mother, take care of her. He nods and he says, I will, Mr. Copper. Right after I'm done taking care of you. And he walks into Phandalin. And you hear that he is going to explain the truth. Whether you're there or not, he's going to answer for his actions. He goes and in... I'm actually... So, Nomengard is west of here, right? Nomengard is south... Yeah, because that's where I'm heading, is to Nomengard. You're heading to Nomengard? But continue with the Fandolin thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's see. That's why I was heading south, Luke. Southeast of here is Nomengard. So, you, you start walking that way. At the Stonehill Inn, Quinn admits everything. He tells them about Dobin. He tells them about Larabiel's plan. He tells them about your past with Larabiel and the extravagant uh, sort of villainous plot that Lair Beale had put together. Sister Grayley backs this up with the fact that she had been doing reconnaissance about Runa and Lair Buell. Uh She knows what they said about Sly was true. She knows that he's in prison. Uh, and she says that she is sure that that was not exactly your handwriting and that someone had copied it. And Quinn even shows them how he did it because it was Quinn's hand who wrote that letter. Elsa asks where you are. Quinn says, Elsa, he's going to go make his own way. He's done all he needed to do for Fendlin. There's other places in the world that need Mr. Copper now, that need Bradley now. In the corner of the room, Invernus sits and listens quietly for a long time. Harbin Wester still seems frustrated. He says that you need to answer for your actions. What actions? All of the town is like, what the f- what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? They all kind of shut him up pretty quickly. And Verna stands up and she says, Townmaster, I'll be honest, you're a real fucking coward. Fandolin seems pretty safe to me. She tosses him her badge. She says, I'm done working for you. I'm sure Fandolin will be just fine. She says, I- I've got a bard I need to go find. She leaves the inn. In the coming weeks... Quinn says that he is going to turn himself in for the crimes he's committed. But first he goes and sees his mom. He gives her the 400 gold, which is going to set a woman up like her for the rest of her life. He says, I love you, mom. She says, I love you too, dear. What, what, what is it? Where are you going? And he says, well, if anybody asks you, I'm turning myself in. But I'm not doing that, of course. Why would I? Uh, there's no reason for a little guy like me to... To be rot in a prison cell. I mean, I'm too good looking. She says, that you are, sweetie, that you are. <laughs> Quinn. So I want to interject here. I know we didn't talk about this um, at all. Uh-huh. Um, but I want, while he's at his mother's, I want there to be a knock on the door. Okay. And when he opens it, I want there to be a package. Okay. And inside this package, I want to be a new eye for him that can actually see, that's fashioned out of 
Cryovane's eye from the gnomes. It's there. It's waiting on him. Somewhere else in Neverwinter, you show up to Braff Karzak's door. And sure enough, your friend doesn't look great. But when you show him the chair that the gnomes made for him, his eyes light up. And he asks if you're going to be staying around the city, what you're going to be doing. But you tell him you can't stay. There's other adventures out there for you. And that's what you are, Bradley. You're an adventurer. You go see Artribius. The gnomes have prepared uh, some 30 books, all in Braille, for Artribius. He's just as happy to hear your voice and hug you, but he gets it. He understands more than Braff does why you want to leave. You go see... Do you want to see your parents? I want to see Sly first. You check your bag some days after you left Phandalin, and Quinn has given you a detailed ledger of how they were able to frame Slyander for the crimes he committed. There's definitely some lies in there, because Sly was dealing drugs, <laughs> but Quinn Quinn makes it seem like he and Lair Buell had done all of it. Yeah. Quinn's, Quinn's on the run now. He doesn't care if the law wants him. Yeah. It's enough to exonerate your brother. You see your brother behind his cell, and he says, Big bro, I didn't think I'd be seeing you for a while. Yeah, I didn't either, but... You know, thought I'd come get you out. <laughs> What's a big brother for? You explain the entire situation to him. It's only, it only takes a few days. Your parents are happy to see you. Speaking with the magistrate, Slander's a free man. Your father says, Son, I would ask you if you're staying, but I know that's not what an adventurer would do. Thank you, Dad. And just so you know, I did kill the dragon. His eyes go wide, and he says, That is... Wow. And your mother hugs you and kisses you, and she says, Sure you did, sweetie. And she pats your, your little cheek and gives you a kiss. She says, We love you. You have fun out there. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> um, I'm going to get some more stuff. Um, I'm going to get some books, you know, for my room. I'm going to get some writing utensils and stuff, you know, stuff that I forgot to pack before. Or I was just, you know, I was just glad to get out of the house, so. Right. Yeah. You make a familiar walk. You made... Some weeks ago, when you decided to first head to Phandalin. You decide to go in the same direction. Neverwinter's pretty far north. There's a lot more world to the south. As you near the gate of the city and, and you leave, you've been on foot this entire time. But there's a familiar-looking horse tied to the stables. You see Seagull. And next to him, Inverna tips her hat and says, Bradley, there's still some bad people out in this world. Some cultists that I've got my own reasons for stopping. And you've got your own reasons for wanting to go on a little adventure. I thought maybe you'd join me up. The two of us can go take care of business. I wouldn't have anything more. She nods. She hops on her horse. You hop on Seagull. <laughs> she. Yeah! Takes off. <laughs> Once again, you're following her. Can't quite catch up. But you know wherever the two of you are going, it's going to be a hell of an adventure. Modular is Thor and George as Bradley Copper, and Luke Job is our DM. 
The story we finished today, as well as 99% of the characters, were created by Wizards of the Coast and can be found in the module Dragon of Ice Spire Peak. Our music today, as always, was written and performed by Max Hedman. You can find Max's music anywhere you listen to music, and you can find his website link in the description of this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at ModThePod, join our private Facebook group at The Modular Podcast Fan Club, follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at The Modular Podcast. Here's a quick shout-out to Aaron Bourgeois, who has been a huge fan from the very beginning. Probably our biggest fan, honestly. He has listened to every episode, he has reached out to us, he has talked to us, and honestly, we love you, Aaron. You're You're great. You're awesome. If you want to get, you know, a grand shout-out like that, maybe you should do all those things, too. Thank you for, you know, sticking with us through this. Uh, it's It's been a treat to do this. It's been a lot of fun. You know, a lot of a lot of hours have been put into this, a lot of heartbreak, a lot of betrayal, a lot of crying, um, a lot of me trying to sneakily eat while we were recording. And I am so excited to DM for you guys next season. Um, we've got some great things coming along. New episodes come out every Tuesday, and until then, thank you for listening to Modular. until after the closing music. Wow, I mean, I'm impressed. There's actually something I should tell you. You know, maybe you've deserved it. Maybe you earned it. Since you waited all this time. Bradley and Inverna's story obviously isn't over, and it's going to take us some time to get back to it, but there is one mission we didn't run in Dragon of Ice Spire Peak. Well, there's more than one, but there's one I want you to hear that we didn't run. It's directly related to that Infamous scary cult, of course. So we're going to run that for you. But Dragon of Icefire Peak is not a standalone adventure. When you get it in the box set, there's actually three companion adventures that you can get on D&D Beyond for free. So we still have to run Stormlord's Wrath, The Sleeping Dragon's Wake, and Divine Contention. And that's going to take Bradley and Inverna through a whole new adventure. Or three adventures. I hope you'll join us for those the way you joined us for this. I hope you enjoy the show in general. I hope you enjoy life, and I hope you have an unbridled enthusiasm for life. As always, thank you for listening to Modular.